Well, good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas yesterday. Happy Boxing Day for those that celebrate Boxing Day. And I'm not talking about Boxing Day as in shopping, but Boxing Day as in the original Boxing Day where people went out to serve others. And that's actually what Boxing Day was for. It was for the rich to actually serve the poor. Uh, and they would give boxes of Christmas boxes to people, and that's why it's called Boxing Day. And so for those that celebrate that, um, for those that celebrate St. Stephen's Day, today is St. Stephen's Day in memory of the first martyr of the church. Um, but it is the 26th, and this is our last service for 2021. Isn't that crazy? Next week when we meet, we're going to be in 2022. And so... For the year-end service, I wanted to take some time today to, to make space for reflection, to make space to reflect on what God has done in your life this past year. So before we get into that, let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for what you're doing. And Lord, as we look back today, we want to just be able to see your faithfulness, to see your provisions, to see your, your greatness, and to see who you are in our lives as we reflect back and as we nail down memorial stones. So Lord, we thank you for this time. Lord, may you speak through me. May you speak through your scriptures and through your word today and allow us to come to you. So Lord... May we end our year looking at your faithfulness in our lives. So, Lord, we thank you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I feel so empty today. I know a lot of you guys probably, like me, had our Christmas dinner small, probably downsized, not as big as you initially planned, but a Christmas dinner none the least. But as we finish off Christmas, most oftentimes we start looking towards the New Year's. And when we look towards New Year's, one of the big things that we do in our culture is to look at New Year's resolutions. Some of us, if you're like me, know that whatever resolution I make, I break within the first month anyways. And so it really doesn't matter uh, how optimistic I may be feeling, it just always usually sets me up and feeling like a failure a month later. But as much as we want to move forward, whatever the reason it is, it is just as important for us to reflect on this past year. You may want to move forward right now because the pandemic is really starting to wear you down. We've been in it for two years now. Or maybe you're, you're just so done with this past year trying to navigate the same routine or whatever. The thing that it is, you just want it to be done and to move on to the next thing. But we need to slow down on the resolutions and want to move forward all the time. Because if we don't slow down to look back, we end up sometimes dishonoring God's work in our lives. It is just as important to make space to reflect on what God has done. What God did... What God did do this last year is to make you stop, to pay attention, and to help you see what he is doing. Whether it's a positive thing or a negative event that made you stop in that moment to pay attention, when we're able to do this, it allows us to see what God has done so that we know that this isn't something that we did on our own. 
we know that this allows us to set the tone for when we move forward, we place our hope in the right place, and that is in God. Oftentimes when we reflect, we are then able to be remind, reminded of what happened. In the moments where we see success and joy, we could worship God and God who was in it with us to see his provision, to see his faithfulness and how he leads us. But even in times when we feel beat up and exhausted from challenges, we're reminded that at, it was at that similar point in Jesus' life that he surrendered himself to the Father to face all of the suffering on our behalf so that we could experience grace and the kindness of Jesus. We like to set up memorials. In our culture, that's something that we do. We set up memorials for war. We set up memorials for victory. We set up memorials throughout our, 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 our history as monuments for us to remember. Well, the Bible does a very similar thing. Like when Noah, after he came out of the ark, God told him to do what? To build an altar as a remembrance of what he did, that he saved them. He said the same thing to Abraham as he made that covenant to Abraham. He, he laid down, he's like, Abraham, make an altar as I make this covenant with you. In Joshua, as they crossed the Jordan River, God instructed Joshua to take 12 men, from one from each tribe, to take out 12 stones from the Jordan River to place them as a memorial for the generations to come. It literally says, when your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? That was a memorial for the faithfulness of God and the promise of God of them entering into the promised land. The memorial is to reflect. It is taking the time to lay down an altar or a memorial for you to remember the faithfulness of God and for you to remember what God has done. Well, in light of Christmas, I want us to be reminded of Ebenezer. And I'm not talking about the Christmas story of Ebenezer Scrooge. But I'm talking about Ebenezer in the Bible. And you'll find this story in 1 Samuel 7. So if you have your Bible, turn with me to that. We'll start in verse 3. Samuel is in a position to not only represent God to the people, but also in this situation to bring judgment to all of Israel. So he starts off by, by calling Israel to repent. So Israel is in a place where they, they've kind of put aside God for a moment and have started worshiping idols. So verse 3, it says, And Samuel said to all the house of Israel, if you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you and direct your heart towards the Lord and serve him only. And he will deliver you out of the hands of the Philistines. So the people of Israel put away the bells and the Ashtaroth and they served the Lord only. And then Samuel said, gather all of Israel at Mizpah and I will pray to the Lord for you. So Samuel gathered, and they all gathered in Mizpah, and they drew water and poured it out before the Lord. And they fasted on that day and said, we have sinned against the Lord. So Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah. So this is one of those moments that Samuel actually is not just prophet, but he's also judge. Now when the Philistines heard that the people of Israel had, had gathered at Mizpah, the Lord of the Philistines went up against Israel. 
the Philistine is now coming up against Israel. They know that Israel's unarmed. They're fasting. They're not in a right, they're, they're, they're not strong right now. And when the people of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. And the people of Israel said to Samuel, do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hands of the Philistines. So Samuel took a nursing lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to attack Israel. But the Lord thundered in a mighty sound that day against the Philistines and threw them into confusion. And they were defeated before Israel. And the men of Israel went out from Mizpah and pursued the Philistine and struck them as far below as Bethkar. So God comes and he saves them, literally saves them. With a loud thunderous sound, he confuses Philistines. Israel goes down and chases them, and Israel wins this battle. The Lord literally give, gave this battle into their hands. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer. So Ebenezer means rock of help, for he said, now till the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not again enter the, Israel, the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities that the Philistine has taken from Israel were restored to Israel from Ekron to Gath. And Israel delivered their territory from the hand of the Philistines. And there was peace also between Israel and the Amorites. So from that one event, that one event of repentance, that one event of, of Samuel saying, you guys need to put aside all these idols. idols. We need to re-center re ourselves on who God is. But one of the things that happened in that moment is that God helped them and God visibly and tangibly helped them in a place where the Philistines are coming. They're in danger. Their lives were, on, were, were, were going to be just given over to the Philistines and God intervened. God helped and therefore, this monument of that one event was a big stone named Ebenezer. And that stone means the rock of help. So that every time Israel walks by this rock, they know that God will help us. That even after that one event, God gave them every single city back to them that the Philistines took. That God is our help, helper. This powerful story of God's rescue and deliverance is because Israel was always so prone to forget to see God's rescue of them in dicey situations. God rescues them and then they forget. Every time they forgot, they go to the wrong place of worship. They turn to a different God and get distracted by the culture and the shiny things that are in front of them. We're very much so like that. We're prone to do the same thing. We get to these places where we're ready to help ourselves get better, whether it's to get a new home or new job or get healthier. Our focus is, is in a place to better ourselves, and it is very easy for us to get into a place where we get into these self-help plans. We get into this place where we're looking to, to further ourselves instead of turning to the Lord. That it is sometimes easy for us to forget what God has done. So when we look to the future, 
we forget to ask God for help. Samuel knew Israel's tendency to forget. So Samuel said, I'm going to put this big rock in place so that every time you see it, every time you pass by it, it will be a reminder for us to not forget. You guys know the hymn, Come, Come Thou Fount, right? And in the second verse it says, Here I raise my Ebenezer, here by thy great help I've come. And I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. This is a reminder that where we are today is because of God's help. That I'm going to raise up my remembrance. I'm going to raise up my Ebenezer to remind myself that God has been my help. So I encourage you to have a regular time of, imp- of remembrance. To remember what God has done. To remember this past year and all the things that God has done. Things to help you get clarity. A moment to pause to hear what God has to say. Take this next week. We have one week before for Christmas. Take this next week to, to reflect. I urge you to do that. As I, I did my own reflection, I look back at this past year, and there's so many things that has happened this past year for me. But one of the most significant things that has, has happened for our family was the fact that a good friend came up to my wife and I and said, I have something that I'm concerned about I want to talk to you about. And when, you, when a good friend comes to you and say that, you're just like, okay, this is going to be a painful situation. This is going to be a painful talk. And what this friend told us was, I noticed there's something in your son, Judah. And I want you to, to help you guys. She works in the school system herself, and she, she works with, her specialty is actually to work with kids with special needs. And so when she came and talked to us about Judah, she said that, I really think that Judah has an anxiety situation that's going on. He has a sensory overload that is causing anxiety in him. Like, he's not, he's not your typical normal kid in that sense. She's like, it's not that he's different, but it's just, I want to make sure that he gets the help that he needs in order to succeed in life. She says that, she works in the high school system, she says, I've seen so many kids that are undiagnosed in this, and by the time they come to me in high school, they're already ready to drop out of school, because they have not been able to go through the school system. And so as Steph and I heard this, we're just like, oh my goodness, this actually makes so much sense. We just thought that we were failures as parents. And so when we look back at that, we realize that what our friend has boldly come up to say to us was a moment that God was like, I'm going to come and help you guys. I'm going to come and help you guys in this moment. And right now, we, we have so many things lined up for Judah. Since that conversation, we've had... We've done so many assessments. We have a psychiatrist that's working with him. We have PTs, OTs, SLPs, um, early childhood educator. List, the, the list goes on, and we're constantly taking classes to help us tackle and understand kind of Judah's mind. He's not special needs. He's just different. And when we look at him, I know that he is able to succeed because of the, the, the intervention that we're doing right now. And when I see that, I see that this is God helping us. This is God not just helping us, it's helping my son and being successful in what he's, he's going to accomplish in his life. 
And that his anxiety is not something for us to just put to the side, but his anxiety is something that we look at and say, how do we, how do we teach him how to cope with his anxiety as he, as he grows up so that, so that when he's an adult, he has a skill set to be able to do that. Pastor Rich on, on our New Year's Eve service talked about our mental health. And I really believe that this is about mental health, that so often we overlook mental health and we overlook little things like depression, anxiety, as, oh, these are just moments in our life. But really, the reality is that some of us are, have a disposition that we lean more towards those things, and we have to be able to have those help. And so when we need the help to get out of those moments, take that help. God, I believe God heals. I don't have any doubts about that. I believe God will, will miraculously heal things. But at the same time, God gives us signs and God gives us professionals to actually help us move forward in some of these things. And I really believe that God intervened in this moment for us. That even the fact that earlier this year, for those that have known even my personal journey of my, our application to Copenhagen, the university there, and how COVID kind of ruined that situation for us. That I look at that and I see that that's actually God's hand intervening. Because if we moved to Copenhagen without dealing with this, I don't know how we would have ever gotten this help for Judah. That we are here in this moment and it's, it's a very sh- small window for us. Because after kindergarten, all that help, all that aid, all that stuff is gone. So he has preschool and kindergarten to actually get all of this help. And after that, we don't have access to that anymore. And so in so many ways, we see God's hand in that. And we're just like, God intervened. God brought in that help. So that when we are eventually sent out again, that we're equipped to do what's right. For not just for myself, not just for my wife, but also for our children. But in that moment, there's so many things where I, I, I look at every situation and each moment, if I look at the individual moment of itself, it felt so hard. To be able to receive that news of, oh, uh, I noticed something in your son. He's not normal to not being accepted, to all of those moments of disappointments, as I reflect, I no longer see them as moments of disappointment, but moment of God coming into my life, intervening and saying, I'm helping you. I'm coming to a place of saying, I'm here. I am your Lord. I am your God. I am sovereign in your situation. And I see the bigger picture in your life that you don't see at at, at this moment. But if I don't choose to reflect in that way, I will never be able to remember what God had for me. I won't be able to remember that God has, has laid out these things in front of me and said, every single step that you're walking through, I am there with you. That you don't have to be afraid. That even though you may not understand this moment right now. That you can look back. And realize that my hand was there. So what are you doing to remember to reflect? 
When you forget, you start to think that you got yourself. That you, every, everything that you have achieved right now, that you have achieved on your own. When you do that, you look forward then to a place where then everything that you need to accomplish, you accomplish on your own. But if we're able to sit back and reflect on what God has done in our lives, we know that everything that's in our future, that we have God to hope on, that we know that God's faithfulness will be there, that we know that God's provision will be there when we enter into that season, that even in the unknown, that God is, has his hand in it already. So whether it is, it is your sickness, whether it is your finances, whether it is your, your emotional well-being, your mental health state, no matter what it is, your job situation, your, your family situations, all of those things, no matter what it is that you're looking at and you feel like this is a monumental task. When you reflect, you are given a place of hope and faith to actually walk forward into those places where they seem like monuments of impossibility. God wants to come alongside you to bring healing and provision and relationship. When you look at your resolutions and you're longing for something, what you're longing for is God's help. In 1 Corinthians 16, 8 to 12, it says this. It says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. And then it says, remember the wondrous works that he has done. His miracles and the judgments he uttered. It is essential for us to remember what God has done because it reminds us of God's character, God's promises, God's faithfulness. To remember is to give thanks, to remember is to seek the Lord and to seek his strength. Next week we're gonna go through a, a sermon called Looking Forward and then after that we're gonna start a new sermon series um, for the new year. But next week, we're going to talk about looking forward and what, what, what God wants to do with us and, as, and to cast vision for this next year. But before we cast that vision, I want us as a church to be able to look back, to remember what God has done, to take this next week before we actually look forward next week into 2022, to remember what God has done in 2021. So that when we're facing 22 and the hardship that's coming, that Omicron doesn't even matter anymore. Because we have hope. We know that God's going to do something great. We know that God is going to do something that is monumental. But for us, we need to lay down those stones of Ebenezer stones in our life so that we're reminded of God's faithfulness. So what is your Ebenezer stone? 
What is, what is it that God has laid down for you to make a memorial so that you can see his faithfulness? And as you see his faithfulness, that gives you hope for the future. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you are God and that you are sovereign in our lives. And Lord, as we come before you today, Lord, may you help us remember who you are and what you've done this past year in our lives. May we celebrate with you. May we look at you and say, God, we see your hand moving in every single one of these moments. And as we see that, may we be able to rejoice in the Lord. And we're able to give thanks for what you've done. So Jesus, as we come before you, may you receive all the blessing. May you receive all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor John. First Thessalonians <clears throat> The Bible says, and everything give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. This is one of the most explicit, clear statements in the Bible as to what God's will is for your life. A lot of times we're searching what's God's will, what's God's will. It says right there in everything give thanks. One of the highest values of the kingdom is that we have hearts of gratitude. In fact, the thing that invoked judgment on the Israelites when they're walking through the wilderness was their lack of gratitude, lack of remembering what God did for them. The water coming from the rock, the manna that's appearing in the desert. They forgot their stone of remembrance. They forgot their Ebenezer. And what Ebenezer, these stones do for us is that opens up again, unpacks again those feelings of gratefulness. It causes us to recount. And then that Gratitude arises from our hearts like an aroma and it reconnects us to the faithfulness, the sovereignty and the power of God. So let's take to heart what Pastor John has shared with us this morning. Take some time this week, this week and, and look back on 2021 and say, God, what did you do that just validates your great love and great goodness and kindness to me? Jesus, we, we thank you, God that you are the head of the church. We don't want any other leader but you, oh God. You're the great shepherd. We don't want any other voices but your voice. We don't want any other staff but your staff. We don't want any other pillar of fire but your fire. And we don't want any presence but your presence. It's your covering over us, God, that makes us the people of God. And when we look back, we see your hand. Maybe it was invisible for a while, but then you pull back the curtain and allow us to see what you were doing. So we thank you, God, for 2021, what you did in our lives, what you did in this church. God, we're turning the corner. And as Pastor John said, there's a monumental thing that you have for your bride, for your people as we go into the new year. So we bless you now. We thank you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.